Good morning. Uh, my name is Scott Conway, and as a relatively new member of the Canterbury Gardens family, I've been asked to share a few words of, I guess, by way of introduction about myself and also some of the things I've learnt on life's journey. I've been coming to Canterbury Gardens only since the beginning of this year, with my wife Desley over here and our three young adult children. If you aren't here, they're at the camp. I'm here. I'm originally from New Zealand and Desley's from Australia, but we actually met in London 25 years ago next week, actually. But we moved here to Melbourne nearly 20 years ago when our two sons were little and our daughter was born here that first year. We've never regretted that. It's been a wonderful time and God's really blessed us over these last 20 years as we've raised our family just down the road here. I was blessed to be raised in a Christian home where Jesus and church is always part of our family life. My dad's father was born and raised on the mission fields in China, and both my father and Desley's father spent most of their working lives as missionaries, either in Australia and New Zealand or overseas. And I spent several years in Malaysia as a kid, uh, as my parents were working in a missionary school over there. My f- <clears throat> Growing up, my dad was an elder and church secretary, and his father was an elder and prominent church leader, so I was, as they say, from good Christian stock. But there was a downside to this, and this is a downside that was, was brought home to me again as we went through Philippians recently. You recall in Philippians 3 how Paul recounts his pur- the purity of his ethnic and religious heritage as a devout Hebrew Pharisee, and yet concludes that all of that was worthless compared with knowing Christ, and certainly it was worthless in terms of attaining or improving on his salvation. And this... This was an issue in our family. Um, our family, being a prominent family in the church, we actually had a lot of pride and legalism, particularly with my dad and his parents. There was an endless list of things you could and couldn't do on a Sunday. How you dressed for church was important. And generally it seemed to me that appearances were more important than substance. The whole ethos seemed to be about, be about separating yourself from the world rather than being salt and light in it. You could join the boys' brigade, but not the scouts. If you want to play sport, it would be preferable to be a Christian sports club. And don't even think about doing your homework on a Sunday afternoon. Being busy with various church events and committees was elevated above everything, even family, because that was serving God. And the busier you were at church, the better Christian you must be. That was the legalism. And the better Christian you'd seem to be, that was the pride. And in my teenage years, our family life suffered because every night Dad was out at some church event or committee meeting. But God in his grace helped me through all of this, even at a relatively young age. And I didn't rebel against it or be bitter with the church or anything like that. But when I became independent, I was determined to do things differently and to the best of my ability to serve God for the right reasons and not just to be seen to be doing things by other Christians or to try and gain favour with God. Um, it's another reason why I've enjoyed going through Philippians these past few weeks as Paul keeps hammering this point about um, being saved by faith in Christ alone and how good works can't add to that. So eventually I came to the conclusion that despite all the rules and the do's and don'ts and the, and the appearances, there really were just two foundational truths on which I based my life, two core beliefs around which everything else would fit. And they were, number one, that the Bible is the inerrant word of God. It's the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. 
Because without that foundation stone, the rest is just conversation. If the Bible's not the word of God, we've got nothing. Nothing to build our lives on and nothing to build our faith on. I think this is part of why I feel so at home in this church, because I know you guys believe that too. It's evident in the lives of those we're blessed to share our Wednesday night Bible study with. It's evident in the sermons we hear from the front every morning. It's evident from the church leadership that the Bible is foundation to everything we do. Satan knows this too, which is why there's such an assault on the Bible in our world today. Assaults on its availability, assaults on its authenticity, assaults on the very idea that there's even an absolute truth in our relativist society. So that's the first foundation stone. God's word, the Bible, is absolute truth and can be relied upon absolutely. The second core belief is the gospel message. That we are separated by sin from God that created us and that he made a way for us to be made right with him by sending Jesus to die for our sins. Jesus rose from the dead and now by his grace he offers us salvation and eternal life with him if we have faith and believe in Jesus and ask him to cover our sins with a sacrifice. So that's it. Two central ideas on which which all else rests. Our lives have always had up and downs. I know mine has, I'm sure yours have too. It's the human condition to experience tragedies and triumphs, successes and failures and joys and sorrows and everything in between. There have been times where I've felt close to God and times where he seemed distant. But what I can testify to is that if you have the right foundations, you'll always be able to find your way back. The hard times might buffet you, but they won't crush you. I've had friends commit suicide. I've had family killed in car accidents. My parents separated and my dad nearly died of AIDS. But my faith in Christ has seen me through all of it. Because God's word can be trusted and Christ is ever faithful. Thank you.